<clears throat> Hello. Sorry about that. Clear. It's sounding the little low. Sorry about starting this with clearing my voice like that. But my voice sounds still a little bit off from surgery. One thing that I don't know if it's like a one thing nobody tells you or if it's just like a thing that um, I guess I didn't think about is that the fact that during surgery they like it, it it's kind of weird they like stuck us they stuck a tube down my throat like ap- after I was like knocked out from anesthesia and they took it out before I woke up so I don't remember it ever being there <laughs> but um I guess it's like a natural part of surgery my sister said that when she had her surgery which was totally different um that she had the same thing um happen so there you go um but that's why my voice sounds a little bit different because of that um I had surgery on Monday and it's now Thursday so there you go um I wanted to do a little bit of like a mini update I guess since my surgery like situation isn't done yet um because I have to have surgery again um I've been having like a hard time with it and I think um part of it is because I know it's not over like if I had had surgery and like after the next surgery my I was supposed to have my surgery my second surgery tomorrow but today at like whatever time they I forget what time um somewhere early in the morning like 10 o'clock or something they called and had to reschedule it and have it on Tuesday instead because um um, the doctor had an emergency patient that had to have surgery tomorrow so obviously then the people who are supposed to have surgery tomorrow have to be changed so like I can't even be like that's not something I can be I can be like upset at the universe (laughs) I suppose or like not pleased with the universe for um making me wait another Friday Saturday another like three four days um in between surgeries uh instead of having it be done tomorrow and be on the road to like you know real recovery and everything um and honestly part of the plus of the original so like the original plan for um my two surgeries was I was gonna have the first one like I did on Monday and then the original plan was that a week later I would have the second one um but then uh when they that's part of the whole thing with like healthcare, I suppose and like especially when they're fixing something by having surgery on it is that doctors can be pretty sure about things but they can't be they can never be a hundred percent sure just because you never know like what's going to happen once they actually start doing the surgery itself so 
the first surgery on Monday was when they were taking out it's like the skin that was like the it was like in between my shoulder blades like close to like my neck where like the skin was that was like making it that was like bleeding before they did the biopsy and then was like just causing complications um and like I couldn't like lay on my back um or like put any pressure on it like I had to like lay on my back during when I had my MRI and it hurt a lot it like burned um so they and like they did a I can't remember if I ever said this on here or not I probably did in my last episode but whatever um but they did like a biopsy on it and they it basically came back with them not being sure what it was so um but they wanted to take it out just because it was obviously causing pain causing problems and could be something like cancerous or something um or could if it's not it could turn into that very like very easily especially if they like left it in there since it was already causing me you know problems um so the original plan was for them to take that skin like that skin off and then me having a wound vac which is like this medical equipment thing from after the surgery was done on Monday through till the following Monday a week later and then they would do like a skin graft and take like skin from like my arm and put it on my back but then when they were doing the surgery um itself on Monday they ended up having to take out like more skin than they originally thought I guess so well not I guess that's what happened and so then the like the plan changed from the skin like the skin graft surgery to now like a plastic surgeon is the one doing like my second surgery and I'm gonna have to like like my second hospital stay is gonna be like three to five days and um I'm gonna have to have like drains put in and since I live by myself I'm gonna have to have like a nurse come and check on me every day to like do the draining thing make sure it's not getting like infected or anything like that um it's gonna be like a whole thing and like honestly it's it like fucking terrifies me thinking about that because um part of the reason why I didn't go to the doctor for so long was because I have a lot of health anxiety like um I used to like to listen to true crime podcasts uh I still can but I don't really listen to podcasts for fun anymore but like I could try to go back to it I guess but like um the like some of the stuff is obviously like triggering so I have to be careful about what I actually listen to um but like there was a really popular one called like Dr. Death that was about like a obviously from the title was about a doctor that when one of those stories where a doctor goes around and doesn't get caught for like a long time killing um his patients and I didn't even try to listen to it um even though like a lot of people were who were listening to shows I listened to already liked it my sister told me to listen to it a bunch of times but I know I'm never going to listen to it because 
just the fact that it's about a doctor that like took advantage of people's trust and um you know killed them is too scary for me to listen to because of I just have a lot of like health anxiety like whenever there's something wrong I always get scared that I'm about to die and after talking about what I did like in the last episode I'm pretty sure that that's like leftover fear from uh growing up and just being scared that I was going to die for years and not even being afraid that I was gonna die like just being like feeling certain that I was going to die that I wasn't going to survive what I was going through and that it was just like a matter of time like some of the time during those years I was like angry that I didn't die (laughs) um so it's like I I know that it's likely a like a counter effect from those years but it's still really scary and and it's just and part of the the thing that's hard about it right now is that like I knew this week was going to be hard no matter what like I knew that even if the at like even if during the first surgery they just did like the first surgery like normal and they didn't have to change what the second surgery was going to be I knew this week was going to be really hard because um I would just be sitting here with, like, a wound back attached to me, waiting for the second surgery to happen, for surgery to really be done, and for me, for my body to really completely heal. And I would just be scared the whole time about the second surgery and that something was about to go wrong. Um, which is pretty much what this week has been like. And especially difficult because, um, it's the first, like day and a half was rocky like things kept going wrong so like the the wound vac thing I have is basically like um obviously they took like the skin they took the skin off of my body that was causing the pain like when I woke up from surgery like when in like the recovery room one of the first things I said that I remember like at least that I remember saying to the nurse in there was like oh my back doesn't hurt anymore and she was like really and I was like yeah and she was like surprised because obviously I had just had surgery and they had just like surgically put like a attached like a wound back to my fucking back but so like that's not the thing you expect to say but it's true like ever like the area around where I had the surgery is like sore like really sore when I move but and it's not really comfortable like obviously like laying in my bed and like trying to sleep is a lot harder um than normal than it was before like but it I don't have like that um like burning pain like I did before like that that pain is gone and at least I know that the pain that I'm experiencing right now is more like it's pain but it's also just being like uncomfortable because of like them fixing it so there at least there at least is that um what was I saying um 
I don't even remember what I was talking about. Just besides the fact of talking about... Oh, I know. Because I was talking about how the... Like, the week was rocky. So, um... I had the surgery on, like, 3.45... At, like, 3.45 on, um, Monday. I, like, spent the night at the hospital. And they discharged me on Tuesday at, like around noon pretty much and um so I was at home and I was it was like 11 o'clock not even it was like 10 like 10 maybe like 10 a little after 10 o'clock um so I had been discharged from the hospital like 10 hours earlier the same day that they discharged me and um like I can't really like lean over um, or things like that as I can lean over somewhat, but I have to be a lot more careful. And like, there's some things I just can't do. Like my cat's food and water dishes are on the floor. I can't like, I can't like lean over to pick them up or anything like that. So like when I feed them, I just kind of feed them from above and, um, and I put it, I'm putting them in like paper. Uh, my sister's been helping me, but been putting them in like paper bag um but not bags paper like bowls that I have that I have that can catch them a little bit easier at least um but anyway um so like my sister was gonna come back was gonna come to my apartment the next day to like clean like clean out my cat's litter box and just kind of clean the apartment up a little bit since um, that stuff I couldn't really do, and it was, like, I was, like, about to go to bed, and I didn't want, I didn't want my cats to, like, poop on the floor, or in, like, the bathroom, or something like that, um, because, like, their litter box was, like, really full, so I, like, leaned over to just, uh, try to, like, move some of it away, so, like, at least had a little bit of an open area, Um, but I, like, obviously I couldn't lean over like I usually do. I lean over a little bit and then, like, and then I stood up and my wound vac alarm, like, something on the wound vac started, like, going off and I started, like, freaking the fuck out. I called, um, I knew that they, like, Freighter said, like, that there was an after hours number you can call. So I called and gave them my information and, um... And, like, ten minutes... And then, like, I went back in my apartment... My apartment doesn't have that area of a phone signal. So, I, like, went in the hallway to take the... To do the phone call. And then went back in my apartment and found, like, the paperwork. And found a different phone number. So, I called that phone number and it was the same person. And they were basically, like, oh, well, um... You know, there's three people who are calling ahead of you. And I was, like, I just had surgery today where they took, like, skin... Literal skin off of my back... And this wound vac is supposed to help keep the wound, like, clean and not infected. And it's, like, beeping at me because something's wrong with it. And you're telling me to just, like, that they'll call in, like, 30 to 40 minutes and just sit there and wait? Like, there's no way I was going to do that. So, um, so I called an ambulance and, um, had them look at it. Especially because it's on my back so I can't see it. So I couldn't see if something was wrong. Um... And so they looked at it and said that it looked, at least it wasn't, like, 
bleeding. It didn't look like anything was wrong with it. And I was like, okay. Um, but it kept beep. There's no way. Like, like even if I could somehow sleep through it beeping, there is no way I could ever, like, go to sleep without knowing what was going on with it until... No, no way. Absolutely not. I was, like, having a heart attack. So I just had, like, the ambulance, like, take me to the hospital because, honestly... Like, I know how much ambulance rides are, and I could have, and they asked me, like, do you want to get out and just, like, call, like, a Lyft or an Uber or something and take that to the hospital instead to save yourself some money? Um, Because that's how the U.S. is. Like, EMT drivers are telling you, like, are you sure you want to take us? Because they know how expensive it is. But, um, but I honestly, like, I didn't want to have to, like, wait for a car to show up and then go. Like, I was already in their car, and I knew that I, I would likely get in to, like, be seen faster if um, I was taken there by an ambulance, which I'm not really sure worked, but I tried. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it was, like, 10.30, 10.40, and I was supposed to, and, like, I had had off on Monday and Tuesday for the surgery, and was supposed to start work the next morning and I'm like going in an ambulance going to the fu- back to the fucking hospital I just left to go to the ER to be checked because my wound vac alarm like that because something was wrong with it and they like had me go in a room and checked like my vitals and stuff and that those were fine and then they had me sit out front and I I like got there probably around 11 or so And it wasn't until I was at the hospital for, like, probably, like, 20 minutes or so. Like, I got to the hot, like, the um, ambulance people got me off the ambulance, put me in a wheelchair, like, like, they have to, brought me into triage, had, like, and then triage, like, took my vitals and stuff and took the information down about what was wrong and then told me to sit out front and I was probably sitting out there for, like, 10 minutes before I realized that like the original phone call that I had made like 45 minutes earlier they finally called me back and um so that was fun and uh they basically said like you have to be seen at the hospital anyway since you're since obviously the like the doctor's office that I am seeing is they're obviously closed at 11 something at night on a whatever on a Tuesday night so uh, the ER would be like my only option um so they're basically like well you're in the right place for to get treatment it's just a matter of you waiting to like be seen but I swear to it took like forever like over an hour maybe like hour two hours I don't even remember how long it was but it was a long ass time before I was even like taken back to be seen and then um Uh, And then, like, when I was taken back there, it took a while for um, them to get, like, some surgeons that had worked with the wound vac before to come back and be able to look at it to try to see what was wrong with it. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with it, so they just ended up giving me, like, a brand new one um, and putting, like, a shit ton of tape on, like, my wound on the back, on my, like, on my back or, like, neck or whatever. And... So, I didn't, like, leave to go back home again until, like, almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I think I got home at around 3 a.m. And 
So I like sent an email pretty much right when I got home, like right around 3 a.m. to work. And I just said like that I was checking out of the hospital late um, because there's no way that after having a surgery that I'm going to be able to like wake up for work four hours later and like four or five hours later and work basically four and a half hours later and work the entire day. Like I'm not doing that. Like I've I'm still learning about, like, kind of realize, like, paying attention to my body and, like, like, resting and stuff, but one area that I have gotten better at is that if I'm really tired or if something's wrong, like, I'm sick or whatever, I'll, like, call in to work. I I don't force myself to go to work on no sleep at all because I'm sick or something like that anymore, like I used to. Um... And then, um, so that happened that night. So then the next day was Wednesday. And so all day on Wednesday, I worked, and that's pretty much all I, you know, I woke up and worked and then was fine. Um, and then at, like, three-something, like, somebody rang, like, the, (sighs) there's somebody who keeps coming to my apartment building meaning to ring apartment eight I think because that's the apartment that's like above like above mine on in like the like in order on when you're in like our mail room but instead of hitting like apartment eight they keep hitting fucking apartment 10 my apartment so like when so Wednesday, I, like, woke, I did end up waking up at, like, 7, and then went back to sleep for a little bit, and woke up a little bit later, and ended up, like, um, like, working from, like, 11 to, and then it was, like, a little after 3, and somebody, like, rang my bell that, that was meant for the other apartment, but I, you know, wasn't sure who that was, or if it was for me, so I, like, I, like, stood up and went out into the hallway, and it was, like, kind of walking around to see if it, like, if somebody was there, like, for me, um, and I just, like, didn't get the text messages or something like that, and, um, when I was standing out there, my wound vac started, alarm started, like, a different alarm started going off, like, there's two different things that could go wrong with it, I guess, or, I guess there's probably more than two things that can go wrong with it, but, the two main things that could go wrong with it one day was one of them and the next day was the other one and and I was like are you fucking kidding me like I was like are you joking like they they just gave me a new one like not even a, like maybe 12 hours earlier in the day like uh maybe not even um so, but this time at least my doctor's office was open, so I just called and told and said what was going on, and the nurse said that she would come see me, like, as soon as I got, and as soon as I could get there, and I said it'll, it'll take me, like, 10 minutes to get there, but I'll be there, like, right away, and I basically just, I, like, got, like, a lift and, like, walked out, right, like, I, like, punched out of work and and emailed my two like bosses at work and told me told them why I was leaving (coughs) and then just left um and went there and this time like the two two of my doctor's nurses um 
like looked at everything and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the stupid machine again but they like took out they like took off like all the tape and stuff and like redid where they had like the tube connected to my back and um today's Thursday and so like after I got back from the um doctor's office on Wednesday at like 4 30 it hasn't had any problems since then like I was able to like sleep through the night like without any issues granted like I kept waking up every couple hours looking at it because I was afraid that something was going to go wrong with it and I like try not to move too much like I basically didn't get off my bed um except to go to the bathroom until like two o'clock in the afternoon today and then um was kind of slowly just doing things like I just wanted to like change my shirt like I'd had the same I put on like a my biggest pajama like baggy shirt when I got home from the hospital because I figured that might be best when wearing when having like the wound back thing on me um but it had like but I dropped like toothpaste or whatever on it and I already been to the hospital with like this like scraggly ass shirt with toothpaste all over it twice and I was like I'm not doing that again if I can help it and I also just felt gross so but I was able this time today to like change my um to put on a new shirt and I like I was able to put on like a new pair of under uh underwear after like a couple days since being in the hospital with like wearing the same one because I didn't want to try to change it and so yeah so I have like all this health anxiety and then I get home from the hospital and my wound vac like alarm goes off twice in like 12 hours and I have to go to the hospital and I have to go back to the hospital two more times after my surgery like originally I got out of the hospital at like Tuesday and my surgery was gonna be was moved up from Monday to Friday so I was like okay I can I only have to be home for like two full days without before having the surgery that shouldn't be that bad and then you know it broke twice in like the first like day that I was home Whew. hopefully that's done and over with now now that after they changed it it has like felt more like secure ever since they changed ever since they like redid it and put it in a different put like the tubing on like the right side of my body instead of how they had it before um I don't even remember how they had it before but whatever they did it does feel better but um this morning when they called and said that they were rescheduling the surgery for Tuesday I like just cried for like an hour like I'm sure that when the lady was telling me why they rescheduled the surgery and what time and then I talked to another like nurse that's a nurse of the doctor that's doing my surgery to ask questions about like how long my hospital stay would be for and what like the care afterwards would be like and things like that um I'm sure they could tell that I was like crying like a lot when I was talking to them and I like had to and of course the shitty part about my job is that I had to call a couple places and um and like ask them stupid questions about hey does this doctor work here and things like that when I was obviously like crying and they just like listened to me because they probably thought it was just I don't know that I was sick or my voice sounded weird or whatever they 
whatever they thought I just I had to do it because I was crying on and off for like an hour because it's because it's fucking scary and the last thing in the world that I needed that I need is like another couple days to sit here and like ruminate and worry about what will happen in the surgery because I know like I did that before the first surgery too but like when you actually go in for the surgery itself like it does happen pretty quickly like they want you to get they wanted me to get there like two hours before the surgery which I did but that was but it goes by really fast like I they basically um brought me back into like a room right away and they like have you take all your clothes off and then put on like this what their you know their hospital gown where the back is open um which was scary for other reasons for me um but you know I had to do it so I did it and then sat back in like the bed and they like um you know they took like their like my vitals they like asked me a bunch of questions about like COVID and you know like the other stuff they have to ask or the things that they would ask before this surgery they like explain they like uh the nurse told me what kind of um she gave me like the medication that I that I would take like before going into the surgery um to help for like the painkillers kind of start the whole process and uh that took a little bit because I am not good at swallowing pills but she like crushed them up and put them into water for me so they would be easier for me to swallow and then like she was in there with me for like the first hour and then left and then but then after that like it was like it was like this parade of like doctors like the anesthesiology like people came in and it came back a couple times the like the actual surgeon herself and like her team like came in and said hi to me and told me like kind of how it would go um so, like, the last, like, hour or whatever went by really quickly. Like, I was only by myself for maybe, like, five minutes until, like, transport, like, came by to, like, actually take me to the OR. And then once you get in the OR, it was, like, they had me, like, move over onto, like, the actual, host- like, operation table. And then, um, and then after that, they, like, you know, they gave me the, um... They gave me the anesthesia, and they basically told me to, like, imagine a place that I could go on vacation if, like, COVID wasn't a thing. And then I was just, and then I was just, like, out. Like, that's the last thing I remember, and the next thing I remember is waking up, like, hours later in the recovery room. Um, so, like, once you get to the, I know that once I get to the, once I go back to the hospital and they like go through that whole process with me again like meeting with all the doctors and and then going into the act for like the actual surgery and being in the hospital for like even if I'm in the hospital for like three you know I'll be there for like three four or five days like at least then like the surgery will be done I'll be like it will just be a matter of like um my body healing and um I'll be in the hospital for the first like five days so if anything happens like if anything goes wrong I'll be right there and like one of the part that's like comforting to me even though when I come home I'll be like I live by myself and um I asked my sister like can you please take my cats until 
like I don't have restrictions because I'm going to have restrictions for like six weeks of where I can't lift anything more than 10 pounds and um so even that like puts a lot of restrictions on like being able to pick them up or um or like pick or like pick up like bags of food or like litter I basically can't lift any litter or food base pretty much um to feed them and it's just like I can't take care of them I can't like pick up after them or really feed them or anything like that like I usually do so I asked her today like can you just come take them until like until I feel better until my like my um my restrictions are gone and I can like lift stuff and so I don't have to worry about taking care of them which will honestly be like it like really sucks because I'll miss them a lot but at the same time like it'll be better because I know they'll be taken care of and then I won't have to worry about taking care of of them and like right now I think they like to usually sleep right next to me in bed and like right now every time because my the wound back thing has been like so fucking sensitive that every time they like jump on my bed I try to like knock them off which is not at all what I usually do um because I don't want them somehow like just hitting it when they're trying to sleep like next to me and have something happen um so it'll be a lot easier if they're not here and um so, like, after the surgery is done and I come home, even though I'm here by myself, like, the hospital that I'm having the surgery at, like, I don't know if I said that earlier, it's only a 10-minute drive from my apartment. So, it will be, it's nice that, like, you know, if, if after the second surgery, even though the second one is obviously a more major surgery, um, that if I'm at home and, like, something happens, like, I, I start feeling bad like something's going wrong I can call you know an ambulance again and be taken to the hospital and be there like you know 10-15 minutes late or at least be like starting to be treated by people from the ambulance really quickly and and it will only take a couple minutes to get to the hospital um as opposed to like like because the other option would be like to stay at my sister's but like she lives like um, across town, like, it would take, you know, 20-ish minutes to get to the hospital from her apartment, um, and this one, it's, like, right, like, this hospital is right there, so it's less to worry about, um, so there is that, but I just, it's a matter of just, like, surviving until I get to the point where surgery is about to happen, Especially this weekend, like, because I just... The stupid fucking wound vac is so, like, testy so far that I just think, like, on Saturday or Sunday, if something happens to it, it just means another emergency room visit. Um, and and it means that I have to sit there for, like, hours waiting to be seen until they can get me in. Um, and then waiting for a while until somebody who actually knows what they're doing can you know, see what's wrong with it again, or just give me, every time they just end up giving me a new one, because they can never, they can see what's wrong with it, but they can't get it to, like, stop being ridiculous, so, um, yeah, so there's, yeah, it's a lot of anxiety that's been, that's happening the last couple days, 
And like I said, a lot of it, I think, is because um, I know that this isn't the end. Like I said before, like I was trying to say earlier was that um, even if something goes wrong after the second surgery, at least I know that that's like, uh, like that's like the last surgery. Um, like after I have that surgery, like everything is done. It's just a matter of my skin, like, you know, actually adhering to like my back and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like it's, finished and it's just a matter of everything healing but like so if something goes wrong or if there's as big of a problem like yeah it'll be scary but like it's not like a it's not as scary for me because there's no like other thing I have to uh get through sorry if there's a weirdness with the audio I like stopped recording for a second to do something quick um, but yeah, I knew this week was going to be, like, all the anxiety, but the other part of that's happened this week that is nothing, like, you know, personal or anything with me, but is still part of the world is that the Breonna Taylor decision came down, which was complete and utter bullshit, like, you know, we knew that likely it was going to be not good because of just the history of the police and the court and the justice system with black people, especially black women. And um, But we especially knew that it what likely wasn't going to be very good at all when they announced a like, state of emergency before the decision was even made public and like the police department and stuff canceled everybody's... like time off like you couldn't have any time off during this time so they we knew they were obviously expecting a bunch of protests and riots and stuff which is so fucked up (laughs) that they like did all that planning um to plan for people's reaction because they knew what it was going to be instead of just doing what they should should have done and charging them instead of charging them with literally nothing for killing her like and especially like her story like this the stupid like the stories that that black people have been giving about what's how the police treat them are all horrendous but like you know those stupid arrogant like racist ass fuck like white people and I say that as someone who is white will like show up and be like oh but what about this or oh what about that or this or that or whatever but like this story had like there was nothing like that like this story is so bad like the amount of things that the police did wrong is honestly like mind shattering of the amount of things that they did wrong like they like showed up to the wrong apart like they were at the wrong place like she was somebody that they were like looking into as like a super far away person involved in like some you know drug thing because her ex-boyfriend um who she who they tried to get say uh 
that she was involved in like his drug ring even though I don't even think he had a drug ring he uh just like sold drugs probably for extra money but whatever and she wasn't involved with anything um like because she was in like tangentially involved with that guy they like had her on their radar but like they went to her apartment to arrest somebody that was already in custody so like they went to the wrong apartment to arrest somebody that was already arrested and so then they show up at three o'clock in the morning barge in don't say even when they barge in that they're the police so of course her boyfriend like is like what the fuck people just broke into our apartment and are trying to like hurt us so he like you know tries to get his gun out but they like shot her and him um he didn't even hit like i don't even think he hit any of them it doesn't even matter if he did the matter of the fact is that he they like showed up to the wrong apartment to arrest somebody that was already arrested (coughs) broke in basically like they were a bunch of burglars trying to like rob their place in the middle of the night didn't tell them they were police shot them like shot her like eight times didn't call like an ambulance didn't like try to get her any help like they told her mom that she was in the hospital at the er when she was in her apartment like still alive but basically up there dying like she was in there alive for a like at least a, some amount of time they would have called 911 or like if they would have gone on their dispatch and gotten like an ambulance there like when i called an ambulance freaking out about my wound vac it took them seriously like three minutes to get to my apartment like it would have taken them no time to get there and they would have saved her life but then of course she would have been a witness to what happened and would have like sued them so hard and been like a living witness to say exactly what happened to her um and they obviously didn't want that which is why they didn't even try calling 911 to save her life So, like, they showed up to the wrong apartment to arrest somebody that was already arrested, got an innocent, like, shot her her boyfriend, tried to charge her boyfriend for shooting at them when he had no idea who they were because they didn't say that they were cops, and then shot and killed an innocent person that, like, whose apartment they showed up at, that was a complete mistake, and... Um, and, like, the ruling fucking came, the only thing they found any of them guilty for was they found one of them guilty for shooting into other people's apartments. So, like, I've, it's like, an, like, I've seen people say this, but it's like an amalgamation of everything that's happened in 2020 with, between the Black Lives Matter movement and the, and, like, how our government has done literally nothing to help us with like covid and everything um that just like the thing that keeps beating we keep getting beat over the head this year is that how at least american society stands right now is that like people put more importance on property and buildings than people's lives and that's what happened like these people broke all these laws like so many so much like negligence that involved with someone dying like her family got rewarded 
12 million dollars from the city they like changed the law so that they can't do those no knock warrants anymore for any reason (coughs) and then so they changed all this stuff her family got a ton of money from the city and can probably and hopefully and i'm sure they'll do this like sue the individual police officers in civil court and take them for whatever they they still have um and then have the balls or like the complete like backwards negligence bullshit to then say like then somehow have a grand jury say that what they did was fine because they didn't charge them with anything and the only thing they got charged for was possibly hurting her neighbors like are you fucking kidding me like it was it's like having that come out is like like that was worse than what I expected it to be like I didn't I figured that at least uh like the main police officer that was in charge would be charged with something but what he was charged with was basically nothing and he was charged with nothing to do with her like, I thought maybe she he might get charged with, like, manslaughter or, you know, second-degree murder or something like that instead of first-degree murder. But he would they, not, nobody got charged with anything criminally wrong for when they killed her. And it just feels like, oh, it, to me, it feels like, like the last straw. Like, <sighs> I said this on my Instagram earlier, like, today or yesterday I think it was yesterday um said like I fucking hate moving and I I hate moving I like lived in the last apartment that I lived in for as long as humanly possible to avoid having to actually move because I hate doing it so much and I've never really been someone that's ever considered seriously like moving to another country like um when things happen I say I've thought of like let me Like, that impulse is just, like, get me out of here. Let me move to Canada where they have universal health care and things like that. Um, But there's this other part of me that's like, no, I'm from here and we have to clean up our own fucking mess. I'm not going to just, you know, run away from it. But after this, I'm just like, like, I don't have any kind of money to do anything like that. But if I somehow was able to get, like, or... I was somehow a situation presented itself where I could move like pretty much anywhere else except for here I would go like absolutely as long as I knew one person and I would probably I would have to know at least one person for me to be able to move um I would do it because it's just like to have everything that's happened over the last however many months for it to be like that happened to her in like March I think because I know that her shooting happened before George Floyd's so it's been like six months or so since she died and that is what they come up with like Jacob Blake that was shot nine times for being at a house where two white women were arguing and the police ended up showing up and automatically, of course, thinking that he did something. Like, no one from Wisconsin has said anything lately about what they're charging, if they're going to charge any of the officers for anything. You know that it's just going to end up being the same exact situation here. 
they're they're gonna charge him them with like nothing because that's the whole point is that like the police like the police doing that that's like the system working that's like what it's built on racism and like not really protecting people and um protecting themselves instead of protecting people so like they're not going to find themselves guilty for all these horrible things they're going to protect themselves so that the system can keep going which of course is why the system needs to just be completely disabled we just need to start everything on fire literally because that's the only thing that gets their attention um so that it can all be dismantled and stopped because that's the only thing that's going to make any difference. And it's so stupid to see people now, like, talking down to, like, rioters because, like, buildings, like, businesses have, like, broken windows or or even, like, burned down. Like, she is a human being and she is now dead forever. And no one is going to pay anything for killing her. She was killed by four police officers and just the continued negligence by the like the Louisville Police Department and the city and everyone that was involved in that happening and nothing is ever going to happen to bring any sort of justice or to have anything happen from her dying like are you serious with this whole like windows are broken who the fuck fucking cares when she's a human being and she is now dead forever like i don't care no but like are you kidding me um so like that happening is like so horrifying and it also it just feels like like me being scared of surgery and stuff feels super fucking petty like i feel like i'm whining and crying um even if, like, those fears are, I know those fears are valid and they're scary, it just feels really stupid because, like, the government isn't trying to kill me. Um, like, when the, amu- when the ambulance sho- showed up at my house, they didn't, like, <coughs> they didn't start, like, putting me through the third degree or, like, there was a bunch of, um, you know, security people at the hospital in the ER, none of them looked twice at me the whole time I was there. (sighs) Because I'm white, and I don't have to deal with that. And so it's like, it seems super petty when somebody who is living such, like, a good life and just a good person and so innocent was murdered and literally nothing, and, like, the government is doing whatever it can to cover up anything to do with it on top of like all the stuff with like what how they're not helping us at all with covid stuff and more and more people are dying from that too every day (coughs) it's just overwhelming um and it just feels really petty to be worried about like having surgery and like you know, things going wrong or, like, being sick or whatever because, like, the medical bills from this is going to be a lot. I'm going to have to take off, like, at least a week, probably more than that, from work um, completely unpaid, which is going to be scary. But, like, whatever. Like, my 
like my credit is bad or like, you know, it takes some time for me to pay off those medical bills or what have you. Like, whatever, fine. Like, that'll happen. Um, but I'm still going to be alive. I'm still going to be able to, like, live my life and um, continue on with what I was doing before. Like, in a couple of weeks, I'll be healed mainly, ma- mostly from this. I won't have to, like, I won't have to have, like, the drain. Like, I have, I'm going to have drains after I get out of the second surgery like I'm not gonna have those anymore and after the first couple weeks and like I'm still gonna be obviously I can't like lift stuff so I'm still gonna have to be careful but um like my body will be healed after what it mainly what it went through like I'll be made whole again and I'll be able to continue my life like I was before um after this and so it just feels really stupid to even worry about something like that when something like this is going on because it's like how can like black people especially black women even like go keep going on knowing that this is the kind of shit that's done to them when they're completely innocent like what how can you even justify that that's why like it's like the core of this country is so rotten that I'm just like, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to stay here anymore. Like, I want to go. I want to go to literally any other country in the world, pretty much, that has the things that we've always wanted but are told that we can't get. Like, people in France... The government is paying everybody like a monthly salary so that they don't have to worry about working um, during like COVID time and uh, people can just stay home and rest and relax and not have to worry about going to work or anything like that. Like, are you what? What? Like a friend of mine from Portugal said that they have an app that they use to like um, that. You just download on your phone and if you, if they think that you might have it, you, they like pay attention to whenever you go somewhere and you're around and you're in the same place for more than 15 minutes, but it doesn't like, but it like deletes every, all the information from it after two weeks. So it doesn't, it's not even like creepily like following you around or anything like that. <laughs> and like literally every other country in the entire world, except for us is has been able to like go back to somewhat normal lives like people have to be careful still but like you know restaurants have been able to open again like bars have been able to open again they still have to you know keep social distance and still try to be more careful and like wear masks and stuff but they do it and they've been able to go back to their lives um a lot more closer than like we've been in this holding patterns is March because our government does not give a flying fuck about us and that on top of this and that it's just it's too much it's like why would you we why would anybody ever want to stay here and deal with this if there was any if there was a way for them to get away like why stay in a place where that like treats you so badly and like 
there are like places in the U.S. that I really love. Like, there's a lot of people here that I really love, and there's cities that I really love. Um, there are places I've never been to that I've always wanted to visit. Like, I could list them off. Like, I fucking love New York City so much. Um, it's stereotypical, but like. It's such a huge city, and there's just always so many things going on there. And part of the, um, <coughs> part of the fun there is that there's so many people there, um, and that like they're like speaking languages I don't even know, which is just so cool. Uh, but like, just the fact that like I love that place, I will, and there's. I've never been to any of the museums in New York. And I fucking love museums. I'm a big-ass nerd. I love going to museums and spending, like, all day at them. I could I could go to New York City just to go to all the museums. And I would stay there for, like, weeks to make to look at all of them. And, like, or, like, the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., or um like to I've only been to LA once I would love to go to LA and just be there for a couple weeks and see like everything um and mostly to eat a lot of food (laughs) and like go to the beach and stuff and there's like the Grand Canyon in Arizona that I've never been to before Sedona Arizona it seems like like beyond beautiful like uh just one of those things where you look at nature and you're like god nature is like fucking amazing i would love to go there i haven't been back to san francisco since i was 20 years old and i really loved it there i would love to go back there i've never been to oregon or washington like i had the general idea to like move to oregon at some point um because it seemed like a state that actually fits me best um and just like colorado i i've always i've I haven't been back to Denver in a million years, but people love it there, and I have friends that live there. I've never been to Las Vegas, and I've always wanted to go. I've loved Chicago, and even though it's an hour and a half away, there's always so much shit to do there. <coughs> um, there's, like, Disneyland and, like, Star Wars Land. Um, not Disneyland. Well, yeah, Disneyland, but, like, Disney World, like, in Orlando. Um... I would love to go back to Disney World and go to Star Wars Land and and um, just go back to Florida and, like, around Orlando. Be I fucking love um, manatees. are my favorite animal. And they're all around that area of Florida. So, and there's, like, a million other things that I've always wanted to kind of do, but that are in the U.S., but it's, like, when staying here means that You have, like, never-ending medical, um, just, you have never-ending debt, period. Because everything is such, like, a slave to capitalism. Like, everything. It doesn't matter really what it is. Like, everything is, like, we're supposed to, like, you're supposed to work yourself to death. And I think one thing that, like, my generation going down has figured out is that, like, what the fuck are we doing this for? Because 
like especially like people who are my age like we've the economy has collapsed now twice in a way that was only supposed to be once in a lifetime in like our adult lives (laughs) so it's like why are we making ourselves like slaves to capitalism when like it keeps crashing and it doesn't make us happy like owning things doesn't make us owning a house doesn't make us feel happy um and also we can't own houses because no one has any money (laughs) so it's like what the fuck um so it's like, yeah, I love the, a lot of things about this country, but also, like, there's so much debt with, like, student loan debt, with people not making any money, like, the money that they should just hourly at, like, the jobs they make, so we can't even really afford to pay our, like, rent or bills or anything, and we're all having to do, like, side hustles and stuff to try to just make ends meet, um... And then you add on the, like, health insurance that you have to have a job most of the time to have one, to have it. Um, And it's not really, and, like, even if you do have a job, you can get, like, huge medical bills. Like, my medical bills for my two insurances are going to be, like, my two surgeries are going to be, like, huge. That's why I, like, didn't give a fuck about, um an ambulance bill because those the bills from it are already going to be so high that and I'm not going to be able to pay any of it that it's like I'm already going to have to apply for like helping hand programs so I might so it's like whatever that's already going to happen so like one ambulance ride isn't going to kill me um but it's like there's so much badness and it's it just doesn't it doesn't the good doesn't outweigh the bad there's just too like all of the bad is out there for everybody to see now and it's just overwhelming and I know this sounds like super like defeatist or like nihilistic almost but and I don't mean for it to sound defeatist because I'm not usually like that I'm an optimist I believe in like never-ending hope but how it is here is like sometimes you just kind of have to see when that things are that it's like there's no um there's no there's nothing here that says that everyone who lives here has to stay here and suffer through them changing things like none of us made that decision None of us made that decision to even make the situations that are happening to us now happen. Like, people are, like, the older generations, our parents and grandparents, made the majority of those decisions that are now hurting us. Um, So, like, if we want to leave and go somewhere else, we can leave and go somewhere else. And, like, we don't have to stay here and suffer and wait for them to, like, fix things. Um, you know, we can go and live somewhere else. And if one day they get like everything that every other country in the world gets and we, and we want to come back, we can come back. But like, there's no reason for us to sit here and like, if we can get, if we can find a way to get away anyway and stay here, honestly, like, I feel like it's almost like prophetic or like almost like the universe's weird ass plan to have like 
to have everyone who's kind of been the innocent victim slowly but surely leave and have just the people like aka white people who think that who like give the government excuses still for how they act and think that how we live here is fine like fine they can stay here like the people who are well off who think that this is okay or just the people who have kind of deluded themselves into thinking this is okay because they can't like deal with a a situation where it's not like they can stay here and they can live here and they can deal with it but and I feel like that's almost like a weird universal right like like you guys thought that this was all right you've been arguing with people forever that it's okay that children are afraid to go to schools because everyone keeps getting shot and nobody does anything about it and people like have to file for bankruptcy because they have a health condition that they have to have surgery for or like people die from having cancer because they can't go to the hospital to get treatment like like maybe if I was able to like have this surgery right after I saw a doctor in like when I called the doctor's office in the beginning to middle of July and didn't have to wait until like the mid to the end of August to actually be seen (coughs) Maybe, like, they wouldn't have had to take as much off of my back as they did. Probably they wouldn't have. Um, But that's just how it is. And it's like, there's people out there that think that how things are is okay. And they're the ones that are always like, oh, if you don't like it, then leave. Well, maybe we should fucking leave. And leave them as the ones to deal with the rest and see it and see how it really is when they don't have the people to blame anymore and they just have to live with how things are here. It's just, there's no reason why anybody here should have to deal with this anymore. If there's another way out anyway, like COVID has to calm down enough for us to even have the option to leave. Like, uh, one of my, my friend, Noor, um, she lives in Tunisia and she's like, I live, uh, for people who maybe don't, aren't as familiar with the U.S. I live in Wisconsin, which is Northern U.S. Like if I drive like seven hours just North, I end up in Canada, but right now the border is the Canadian U.S. borders are like indefinitely closed because of our crazy COVID situation. Like it's not safe for anybody from the U.S. to really go to other countries because of just how lax everything is here. Um, So like even if I did drive all the way up there, I don't even know if they could even let me in. I don't think they could. I think they would like send me away and it's like the ironic part that I I would be then the person like begging to be let into another country like all of the immigrants that are around Mexico that are begging to be let in and they are shoved into a concentration camp and tortured for months I don't think Canada would torture me I think they would just not let me in um but still like I could do that if I could get into Canada like I have a passport um So if I could figure out if, like, me and a couple other people could get together and 
all move, we could all find a place to live. And that could actually work. But we would... But it has to be, like, we have to be able to get into Canada. The only countries that, like, the U.S. can get into right now is, like, a couple countries in South America, a couple in, like, the Eastern Bloc, like, Albania and stuff, and Mexico. Um, Those are the only ones uh, that people can get into right now. So, like, if borders were open somewhere else, like, granted, I guess I could somehow find my way down to Mexico. Um, but it's really hot down there. <laughs> and I, and I, just, I laugh because I sound ridiculous, but I really don't like hot weather. Um, so, I feel like I would like Canada more than I would like Mexico. Um, and also, I don't have a car, so it would take significantly longer to get to Mexico than it would to get to Canada. Um, so I guess I could always end up going to Mexico if things get really bad, but yeah, just the fact that I'm even thinking like this is kind of crazy because I never would have thought like this a couple months ago, but after everything that's just been kind of like laid bare by the Trump years of the presidency, especially this year, it's like, I feel like it's smarter to just kind of see what's almost like see the writing on the wall and to deal with the situation instead of like pretending that living in this situation is not as bad as it is yeah this is really not meant to be so depressing um if anything i feel like it's almost like empowering to figure out that this country is like is not what it is meant to be and now that that's been like ripped away that there are a lot of other places for a lot of us to live where we could be happy and like the things that and I feel like if we lived in any other place like the things that we would be so happy about are like the things that people there just kind of take advantage of because they've never had anything else like the idea that like in another country if we could have we would have we would automatically have, like, health insurance that we wouldn't have, it wouldn't be connected to our job. Like, one of the scariest things about jobs is that if you're, like, fired, then you don't have health insurance anymore. Like, the reason why I had to put off going to do this appointment was because I was furloughed and so, and my doctor didn't take the health insurance that I had when I was furloughed. Um, like, if I lived in another country, that wouldn't have been an issue. I could have just gone anyway. Um, so, like, a lot of, like, the medical bills, the things that they charge us for. I thought that there's a credit score. Like, only, like, a couple other countries outside the U.S. have that. <laughs> um, most, a lot of, most of them don't. And just, like, other things I don't even, like, know or think about. Um, probably. I feel like we would just be, like, happy to live in a place where we could just live and work and be fine and like live in a place where we actually could afford like a living wage and the government actually cared if we died from covid and tried to protect us from it um yeah that would just that would be so nice 
it would seem like amazing after what we've like dealt with and that's not saying that other countries don't have their own problems because they definitely do and there's a lot of racism all around the world so it's not like that would just disappear but um but i feel like other countries are ahead of us in other ways that that those problems wouldn't quite be as huge as they are here because we're just there's so many people here that are just live in denial about what like what the u.s does to people still